0: Welcome back to Season 3 of the Human Experience Podcast, hosted by me, Kiara Marie. I am a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, functional nutritional therapy practitioner, and root cause protocol consultant. I'm here to share my human experience, as well as have powerful conversations with the leaders in the health and wellness space. The human experience podcast began because I truly believe our souls are here to experience a wide range of emotions, make mistakes, own our past traumas that led us to make them, and face our deepest fears in order to grow. The human experience is a conversation about self-development, conscious awareness, and normal human responses, and connecting emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual health. The human experience promises to deliver authenticity and diversity, the human experience community is a group of humans doing the work so they can live their lives to their fullest potential and are here to break intergenerational family patterns for generations to come can too. At The Human Experience, we're diving deep. Thanks so much for tuning in and enjoy the show. I try to always share what's on my heart when it is on my heart. Um, and something that's been coming up for me in the past few months, really. And I wasn't really sure what my intuition was really trying to tell me um, until something happened a weekend ago where like I woke up with this idea and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, why haven't I thought about this before? And I think it's just really important to connect to that intuition so that we can have a stronger relationship with ourselves so that we make better decisions for ourselves so that we can be better people for ourselves and for those around us. Um, and then I was working with my EFT practitioner and telling her something I've been struggling with in my practice. And I told her about my social media presence. And at first she was like, I think that your homework should be to go and create a social media post because that was my main problem. I wasn't able to create content like I, was, I once used to and that made me that made me feel inadequate. I was struggling with imposter syndrome. I just became fearful of what if everyone begins to unfollow me? What if people get bored? Am I saying the same thing over and over again? Do they actually like me for me? Who are these people? Or are they just here to snag my content, which at the end of the day I get. Um, But something that has been on my heart is that I've been yearning more connection. Luckily, I've connected with a group of women who are all relatively close within the area. So we've been able to connect in person, especially during these strange, strange times. Um, I know I'm not the only one who has been struggling with those mental health issues, just feeling isolated even though I have personally still gone out to see people because I will not let um, someone keep me from seeing someone I love um, so long as they're comfortable. So that was something big that I was struggling with. And I I just wanted to kind of throw my hands up in the air and say, maybe I just stop creating social media content for a little bit and see if it ever comes back. And sure enough, it did. Um, But I was speaking with my EFT practitioner and she was telling me that maybe she doesn't want that to be my homework assignment. Because she thinks that my intuition is trying to tell me that, hey, I don't want to create social media content anymore. This is not in alignment with who you are, Kiara. This is not in alignment with your path. This is not what you're trying to preach. So how can you tell your clients and those around you to stay off social media when you're over here trying to create content to keep them on social media? So I was like, wow, that's really that's really deep, and it means a lot. Um, definitely struck a chord within me, and I was like, "But how? How do I navigate this space if I grew my practice online on social media, which is even more frightening to me? Because how can I keep my practice on this platform for God knows how much longer?" Um, I don't know how I was able to grow and start a practice or start and grow a practice on social media. I mean, it's just really, really mind boggling to think about that for a second. And I don't like that. I, I, I love, I, I'm so grateful for all of my clients and those people who have really like instilled their trust in me. And I appreciate that. And I think it's really awesome to see social media have such a profound impact that being said, it has a profound impact. It is such a powerful tool, um, but I think that's what it just it is. It's a tool. I don't think it's a plot. Uh, it's where should my where my practice should be residing, um, completely. Just from in my own personal opinion, I think that I would much rather have a website and a blog and sharing content on there. I have people left and right asking me like, how can I work with you? And I'm like, click the link in my bio and you'll get all the answers you need there. Um, and I just don't think it, it, it works for everyone. I think a lot of people do miss that website piece and, um, I used to have a website, but then I kind of steered away from it when my business coach would tell me that I don't need a website in order to succeed. And you don't need a landing page in order to succeed. You don't need an email list in order to succeed. You just need good, strong, quality content. You don't need the fancy schmancy stuff, which I agree with 100%. Now I feel like I'm stepping into some big girl shoes. And I'm wanting to spend less time on Instagram. There's this whole algorithm that you have to keep up with. You have to interact with people. You have to save posts. You have to share posts. You have to create X amount of story slides per day and X amount of posts per week and X amount of reels per week and X amount of IGTVs per week to keep up with the algorithm. Like, this is how they get us to stay on this app longer and this is what drives us up a wall insane and our mental health is suffering and I'm just like come on this is getting to be unbearable and I felt my anxiety rising I was like this can't be healthy and I'm all about health so how can I navigate this space and help people and show up in a way that is in alignment with my beliefs and my core values So I actually made a list with my EFT practitioner about my values because I was finding it difficult to want to align with all of the values in the world. Um, And I didn't even realize that until she pointed that out to me. So we wrote down a list of all my values, and they really came back down to freedom and wellness and connection. And underneath those three pillars, uh, freedom to create my own schedule to travel when i want to to open myself up freely and safely with those who care about me wellness to nurture my body to nurture my mental health to prioritize rest and at the rate i was going those values would have been nearly impossible i was working 10 hour days some days more um And I really quit my nine to five so that I can create my own schedule. And I I get that, you know, there has to be some give and you have to, you know, really set yourself up for success. And I kind of just, I I wanted to work those hours. I was like, this is like my drive and my passion. It's not that I was sitting here like forcing myself to, to stay seated on a computer for 10 hours. It was because I wanted to, and I loved it, and I felt the fire underneath my ass, and I just I just lit up every single time. I, I hopped on the computer, I was like, I woke up with a purpose. And I started to notice that sort of like starting to dwindle away. And I think social media just has a really good job at doing that over time. So I started taking social media breaks on the weekends, really just connecting with those around me, connecting with myself. Um, And I I schedule in self-care throughout the week as well. It's not like I don't get any self-care. I'm not doing that. But it was just getting harder to breathe kind of thing. And I think I have a really high threshold. And I think it's important to not push so much. Um, So, yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at. And I appreciate all of the support I have gotten so far. We'll see how this goes. I'm really excited for the future and what's to come as I navigate this space. Um, and on top of that, I i think you guys have noticed my conversations with moms on the podcasts, um, the, the social media posts that I share. I may have even talked about this a lot in some podcast episodes, but I grew up watching Birthday on the Discovery Channel and I'm playing with baby dolls and going to the baby store and getting baby clothes for my baby doll. And it's just something that's always lit me up. And I've had my birth plan set in stone for the past like three or four years now. And it's just something I've always had a deep passion for. And I didn't really realize that until a weekend ago. I was like, why am I not doing more of this? I wanted to be an OBGYN for the longest time. And I, was like, I just wanted to do something with babies and now I can do it in my own capacity. And really just working with women who are looking to conceive and going along with them on their fertility journey. And then past that as well during pregnancy, nurturing and nourishing their bodies during pregnancy. A lot of women are afraid to jump into something like this because of their pregnancy. And like, that's even better. Like, I can help you like... uh, be energized like during your pregnancy you don't have to suffer from the morning sickness that you are usually hearing about I can help you during postpartum you know I want to be along for that ride and I'm excited for whenever I become a mom or decide to start planning to become technically we can call this my preconception phase but um, you know, when I like get serious and get married and I'm like, okay, I want to have a baby and take you guys along on that ride as well, because, um, it's, it's, it's going to be so much fun. And I, I'm, I'm excited to share all the things that I'll be doing. And, um, so that's what I'm trying to niche more towards moms, women who are trying to conceive, uh, postpartum, things like that. I'm excited for, blog posts to come out about that, freebies to come out about that, email, um, weekly emails to come out about pregnancy. Um, I, the, the course that I'm offering at the end of the year um, will include a hair tissue mental analysis, two hair tissue mental analysis tests um, so that we can help moms on their preconception journey. It's literally going to be for women who are trying to conceive. Um, It's not a course, I'm sorry, it's a program. So it's like a group of women, we'll have calls, we'll have one-on-one sessions in that group program as well. It'll be 16 weeks long. I'm really, really excited for it. Um, So I can't wait to chat about that. As um, the months go on, we're still really early in the year, but I'm like, oh my gosh, it's oh, it's already May. And in May, we are launching period restoration for those who are trying to get their periods back or are trying to balance uh, out their periods from irregular periods. And this can also be a part of someone's fertility uh, journey. Like If they are struggling with periods right now, I would hop on this now um, so that we can make sure that you're ovulating. Um in a healthy manner so anyway yeah social media has its pros has its cons just like everything else i'm not out here trying to demonize social media i'm just sharing my journey and what i feel is in alignment with my path right now and i think it's always so important to listen to that inner voice that conscience um god because i think If we don't, that can steer us off off our path. Although I do have a firm belief as well that we do things for a reason. We do things for a reason. Um, But I kind of like to look at it this way. If our bodies are malfunctioning on a biological level, we first have to correct the body's physiology in order to begin intuitive eating. I'm not a fan of intuitive eating just like intuitive decision-making if we are not biologically correct on a deeper, lever, deeper level, deeper level. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. Um, so I hope that makes sense. So I'm yearning for less Instagram and more connection in an age where social media reigns and networking is continuous it has me thinking about boundaries and to a greater extent how much balance people have in their lives i think so many people come to me and it's like oh i don't have time for this because this takes up most of my time i'm like listen i get it i get it life's never perfect but can we slowly start to create some sort of balance, even if it is 50-50 some days, 80-20 some days, seven-thirty 30 some days? Like what's really important to you? And I think it comes back down to knowing your core values and beliefs. It's one thing to own an iPhone and to regular ch- regularly check your Facebook notifications. But how much time and energy should someone expend in each day in order to remain connected? And I just don't understand what happened to remaining balanced. And I think social media, like I said, is so powerful. It makes people feel good. It has this tendency to reinforce and use. And people quickly become hooked on checking their statuses for comments and likes, as well as perusing other people's posts for more information As if we don't even have enough information in our minds to keep up with. I always tell my clients, I was like, never in our human existence have we been exposed to this much stress. So for instance, social media uh, sometimes activates the brain's reward center by releasing dopamine also known as the feel-good chemical that has been linked to everything from sex and drugs to food and social interactions. So this dopamine release in turn keeps people coming back for more because they want to repeat those feel-good experiences. And this can also lead to numbing um, any pain instead of facing our demons and traumas and moving through and leaning into that pain so that we can actually heal. Um, social media also boosts self-esteem especially if a person is viewed favorably online or gets a number of likes or interactions on their content Um, and likewise through social media some people are, are able to share posts of their identity and that might be challenging to communicate in person and social media can be particularly helpful with those people who have social anxiety and they struggle to interact with people in person it can also lead to self-absorption. Um, I think social media can cause people to become self-absorbed because um, they're sharing the endless selfies, as well as your innermost thoughts on social media can create an unhealthy like self-centeredness that causes you to focus on crafting your online image rather than making memories with your friends and family members in real life. And that's just the truth. In fact, strenuous efforts to engage in impression management or getting external validation can have psychological costs, especially if the approval you're seeking is never received. And ultimately, the lack of positive feedback online can lead to self-doubt and self-hatred. So... I also think that social media can lead to impulse control issues, especially if you have access to your social networks using a smartphone. This means that you have round-the-clock access to your accounts, which not only makes it easy for you to stay connected, but it can also affect your concentration and focus. It can also disturb your sleep and make you a slave to your phone. So I think this is where boundaries come in, guys. Like I'm not saying I'm deleting social media. I'm using it as a strategic tool. Um, I am keeping it in my office at night. So I don't get on it. Like after 7 PM, I'm pretty, I'm like wind down for the night. I'm going to bed by nine 30, things like that, that feel really, really good to me. So I can wake up with energy. And I see so many women who are like, I don't feel good. And I'm like, what is your sleep routine look like? What are you doing in the morning? I'm running out the door and I'm eating breakfast on the go. And I'm on my phone scrolling up until it's time to fall asleep. Oh, and I wake up between three, and four o'clock in the morning and I just don't feel well rested um so yeah how can you help me and I'm like okay (laughs) let's start by you know just stop scrolling on social media like what pleasure is that actually bringing you now I don't think it's 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 uh, you have to you have to be strict about it every single night like there are moments where that that happens to me too but I notice how much better I feel and I hate how I feel when I'm just scrolling on social media endlessly I'm like oh this is so draining and soul depleting i'm like can i please do something else um so maybe that's really watching like an uplifting show or movie or praying or meditating or breathing or stretching or sitting underneath my red light and having a conversation with a, a loved one um so many other things painting journaling singing dancing drinking your tea. There are so many things that we could be doing you guys, um, instead of scrolling social media, but that just goes to show like the, the repetitive behavior that we want to keep going back for because of that dopamine release. Like, what are you avoiding? Or do you have pain in your life that is still, um, unaddressed? Um, so it could be like an unhealthy coping mechanism. Um, it can become, uh, a, a really big burden on your mental health. And if you turn to social media, when you're feeling down or lonely, or just bored, you're using social media as a way to distract you from your unpleasant feelings. Um, and this becomes a very, very poor way for you to self-soothe. And I know how hard it is to self-soothe without social media present. mm Yeah, it's hard, but it is totally worth it because you're getting to know yourself. You're doing the work. You're doing the hard, uncomfortable work so that you can break the patterns that we're being taught. Um, And I think at the end of the day, balance is just really essential. If we are too caught up with the constant stream of information brought immediately to our fingertips every second of every day, I worry about how many people are able to put aside their phones, close up their laptops and actually listen, listen, listen with the ear of the heart. And that is the most important aspect to any dialogue and is vital for capturing and maintaining real connection. And connection is one of my values. And I'm like, I'll catch myself sometimes like scrolling on social media in the presence of a loved one. I'm like, this is going against all my values. Like, let me just be gentle with myself, give myself some compassion, tell myself I'm learning something new, set my phone aside, and say, "I'm here, and I'm listening." And it just it brings such yummy, delicious fit feelings to yourself and to the other person you're having a conversation with. So, I want you to remember that social media has a reinforcing nature, and just be aware of that. Be aware of the mental health impacts that it has on our minds. And especially as the younger population gets a hold of their cell phones, younger and younger. And why we are so sick as a population? Um, I won't even get into the electromagnetic frequency aspect of it as well, but something to take note of. Um, So my takeaways, guys, would be that If you are moving through something, figure out what that is. When the outcome is unpredictable, the behavior is likely to repeat. Think of um, a slot machine. So if game players knew that they were never going to get money by playing the game, they would never play. The idea of potential future reward keeps the machines in use. And the same goes for social media sites. One does not know how many likes a picture will get, who will like the picture, when the picture will receive likes. The unknown outcome and the possibility of a desired outcome can keep users engaged with the sites. And that is going to therefore boost your self-esteem and have a sense of belonging in your social circles. People post content with the hope of receiving positive feedback. And couple that content with the structure, of the potential future reward, and you got a recipe for checking platforms all of the time. So I just want you to be aware of that. Again, not demonizing social media. I have made wonderful, beautiful connections through there. So thank God for that. But it's just important to set boundaries with it. So takeaways. Take note of how social media makes you feel in that moment physically and emotionally and maybe spend a weekend off of it to really be able to tell how you truly feel without it. Don't beat yourself up if you spend too much time on it. Have compassion for yourself and remind yourself that you were learning a new habit. Set and maintain those boundaries. Write down your core values and make sure that your boundaries align with them. Make a list of your likes and interests and create an itemized list for each of these so you can satisfy them. Kind of like a flowchart. Spend more time in nature because nothing is better than just hitting that reset button and find more in-person connections. Or maybe you met a friend on Instagram and maybe plan an in-person meetup. So this is why I'm moving away from Instagram and shifting my main platform to be on my website. I plan on using social media as a strategic tool so that I can spend time with my family and my friends and less time on social media, which I've already been practicing. And guys, I have noticed I am so much happier. I am less worried. I am less anxious and I'm less crippled by this app. I am more focused on cultivating deeper connections with those around me, reading more books, going on more hikes, planning big things for my practice and devoting more playtime with my dogs things that really, really matter. Um, so I hope this mes- message resonated well with you. I simply want you to be aware of the matrix that we've created for ourselves. As easily as we created it for ourselves, we can create a different vortex for ourselves too, cultivating real human connection like we once used to. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to leave me a five-star reviewer rating as it helps the podcast so much. Until next time. Hey guys, if you haven't heard about the nourish method yet, have you been living underneath a rock? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I want to chat about it with you some more today though, um, because the nourish method is my baby and I want you to know about it. So the nourish method is my 12 module online passive course, which helps women terminate their digestive issues and balance their hormones all by restoring their metabolism. So inside of my online course, you will get access to the following. 12 modules teaching you on how to begin nourishing your body and the why behind everything so that you have a better understanding on how to nourish. You will also get access to an exclusive Facebook community so you can get advice and support from myself and other like-minded women. I also go live inside of that private Facebook community every other week, answering your questions so that you feel supported. You will also get access to a discounted pro-metabolic meal plan by Fallon Dene, a downloadable 10-week strength training program by Adina Rubin, an EFT tapping session with Teresa Piela, a fertility awareness lesson with Nina Boyce, a supplement guide, a metabolic checklist, a temps and pulses guide, a grocery guide, a recipe book, non-toxic brand recommendations, and so much more. You guys, I am ecstatic about this online program and you should be too. The ladies inside of the nourish method are already experiencing the magic of better periods, less bloat, quality sleep, and happier moods. So if you want the same thing, you can head to the link in the show notes and sign up today and I'll see you inside.